So tonight I've got another guest on the channel and I'm pretty excited about bringing him on. Somebody I actually met through YouTube of all places. I didn't think that would happen, but I actually met a lot more people than I thought through this crazy hobby we all have in common. Of course, I'm talking about Ryan Clayton. Uh, I actually stumbled upon his channel a while back when I was Googling uh, 100 milers and watching recap videos. And he's got some of the best, you know, he's got a filmmaking background and his uh, video in, in production and editing is just, you know, on point. So yeah, super excited to have him on, on the show. Uh, we've actually grown to be pretty good friends. We talk like regularly about YouTube things and, uh, you know, shoes and all kinds of stuff. And pretty cool to have somebody in the same boat to be able to bounce ideas off of. With all of that out of the way, I will finally bring my guest on, Ryan Clayton. Thanks for joining me, man. How's it going tonight? What's up? Thanks for having <laughs> me on. Yeah, awesome. no, I, pre I appreciate it. I mean, we're in the same boat. We both have kids. We both try to do these yep. live streams. It's uh, yep. it's challenging trying to, to, to do both at the same time. That's for sure. Um, yes. so, so I've got some topics that I want to try to cover today, you know, like uh, runner to runner. We're going to bounce ideas off each other uh, and maybe talk about our experience a little bit. But before we do that, I kind of want to kind of introduce you to, to my viewers because maybe they haven't seen you before. Um, and so I want to just, you know, rewind time to where you're from and what got you into the crazy uh, sport of ultra running. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I live in Indiana um, and uh, started out in triathlon uh, years ago. Um, was uh, It was a uh, I mean, it was just kind of like a different, totally different time in my life. I was working in restaurants, like managing restaurants. And, uh, one of my good friends, uh, like we were not, we were not really like, like we were like kind of athletic, like we had done, like I'd played soccer growing up and everything, but it'd been a couple years since we'd really done anything. Um, one of my good friends was just like, Hey, I think I'm going to sign up for a triathlon. Uh, this guy's trying to get me to do one. And I was like, like, no way, <laughs> like, uh, triathlon, like, cool. Have fun with that. <laughs> and, uh, then it just like, it just like kept eating at me and I was like, okay, like, uh, I think I'm going to sign up. Uh, <laughs> so we did it together and it was crazy. Uh, just a little sprint triathlon. We swam, I think it was like, 300 meters like in a lake and it felt like we were swimming across an ocean <laughs> uh and uh then from there just kind of got the like endurance sport bug really like started looking at more triathlons and just did a ton of sprint triathlons a ton of olympics uh did a couple halves and then did a full ironman uh and during the time i was doing like training for the full ironman i started watching uh, like a couple like YouTube channels, uh, Ginger Runner, Jamil Curry, uh, Run Steep, Get High, like all that, uh, Billy Yang, and uh, was like, this looks interesting too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, signed up, actually signed up for my first trail race by accident. I didn't know it was a trail race uh, until I got there. And, uh, <laughs> like, wait, like, wait, dude, what is... kind of shoes are you supposed to wear for this? <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Uh, like I just show up, like it was like, it was like totally last minute. Like I saw some race on Facebook and it was like the next day and I was like, oh, I could do a 5k, like 5k. Well, let's just, we'll sign up for that. And I show up to it and everyone's parking in the parking lot and they go to where the start line is. I'm like, where's this race going? Like I didn't check the map. I didn't check anything. And I get there and we start like it, it, I realized about 30 seconds before it started that it was a trail race because the race director was like, all right, you guys are going to all run to the end of this field. And then you're going to turn right into the trail. And, 
yeah, that was my first trail race <laughs> and had an absolute blast. Um, that was like, that was pretty early on cause I was running trails, uh, during like half Ironman and Ironman stuff too. Um, but after I did a full season of training for Ironman, it was just like, it took so much time like to train for the bike and everything. Uh, uh, and just kind of like said, you know what, like, I just want to, um, focus on just running for a while and did trails and then got the ultra bug, did a couple 50 milers, did my first hundred miler, uh, at the grindstone 100 in Virginia. That's a tough uh, first. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it was kind of like, didn't know what I was signing up for. How much, uh, uh, how much like, gain is on that race? It's like 22,000 uh, or something. Yeah. It's right? like 22,000 feet of gain, uh, wow. for my first hundred. And it was like, it's such a, it's such a, crazy race like it starts at 6 p.m uh just like so many weird things about it but i was just i was just looking at ultra sign up and i was like i need a race in october i want it to be like within driving distance and it was like there was like one or two options like at the time yeah. four or five years ago and then every year since then i've done at least one uh completed at least one and just finished my most recent one three weeks ago now the no business 100 yeah congratulations and, on that i watched yeah. that video it's really awesome yeah thanks man uh yeah that was a beautiful race um i've you know been able to go to some cool places and do some cool races and that was definitely up there as one of the more fun ones that um i mean it's a single loop um just yeah it was awesome did you, uh, yeah, did, kind of, uh, did you, um, grow ahead. up in Indiana or did you end up there after some time? Yeah. Yeah. My family moved here when I was, I think like three or four. So yeah, I don't remember anything else, but is there yeah. like a really, is there a good, uh, like trail running community down there? Uh, yeah. Certain parts, not so much, uh, exactly where I live. Like I can drive an hour or two and get to like some really, really great, um, uh, communities of people like down in Indy, down in Terre Haute, there's a strong group in Terre Haute that, uh, does a lot. Um, but so you, yeah. so you did your first few races and, um, you kind of got the bug at what point were you like, I'm going to buy a GoPro and I'm going to film all this and put it on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, watching a lot of these YouTube videos and everything, um, it just, my curiosity, it was more curiosity than anything, I think. And I was like, um, I started, like, I, I actually have a couple videos that are, no one will ever watch that I filmed on my phone just to test it out. <laughs> yeah. I've got those too. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I did like one or two videos like that. And I was like, this is kind of fun. And it was interesting. And like, I have like an artistic side and it was, uh, it like scratched that itch and, uh, then yeah, I bought a GoPro. I think it was like I, four years ago, maybe when I started, when I made my first, my first video, uh, was actually a race video, Jackson County 50 miler from, like I said, like maybe four years ago or something. And, uh, yeah, for the first like year or two, it was really sporadic, like posting maybe once a month or once every four to six weeks or something. Um, but not until about the third year or so when I actually started taking it seriously and was like, I want to start putting more videos out and documenting this experience more than just, uh, it was really when I was training for grindstone, I guess that I was kind of like, this could be really cool. 
yeah to yeah you know put together like a series or something but, so before youtube were you um were you a filmmaker were you like shooting weddings were you at bar mitzvahs uh or, or no. did, did this all come about did like all of your creative filmmaking come from running and wanting to just share your stories on youtube mm-hmm. yeah um good question no i hadn't ever done any film editing or anything like that um i had taken a lot of photography classes in high school uh, but again that was high school like that was a long time ago um shooting on film and developing it in a dark room and uh, all that and so i kind of like like that was like like my like artistic side was kind of like i i like to you know capture images and i like to you know frame shots and things like that and like that never went away like i was always like that stayed since since i was young um but all of my video experience has been uh centered around running um and like just kind of like that documentary side um yeah yeah i would really love to get into like narrative stuff and i actually have started writing a few things um but yeah i mean i just love i love telling stories that's the biggest thing um i mean it's fun it's really fun capturing like really cool images or uh, shots or whatever um, and like putting them together i like the editing process too like that doesn't feel like a burden or anything like that it's fun to i have mixed feelings that on that and, yeah <laughs> i mean it's definitely like sometimes it's definitely just like hard work that you just have to finish like there's no motivation yeah. like it's just like it's just like you're halfway through an edit and you're just like oh my gosh i hate everything that's on the screen right now and i just need to but i need to finish it and then when you finish it and you put it out you're like how wasn't that bad <laughs> like that was kind of that was it's, okay I, you know? I find it's it's fun when it's something uh like creative like if you're trying to piece together a drone shot to uh you know someone running down a trail and there's like beautiful scenery mm -hmm. but it's not fun when i'm looking at my stupid face talking and then i'm trying to take out all the mess ups in between like clip, 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 clip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah my editing style is just like snip out all the you know i'm like swearing at myself that i can't talk and uh <laughs> if you if anyone there's, saw the raw footage yeah. because like i you know oh you know how, like big youtubers have editors like you know peter mm -hmm. mckinnon matty hippoy yeah. those guys they're all like mm -hmm. editors who edit their stuff if i ever hired an editor it would be the most embarrassing it would have to be my wife or like yeah. my sister or something like that. <laughs> i'm not sure i can hand that job yeah off. yeah there's for every minute that actually made it to youtube there's probably at least an hour of footage that never made it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe i mean it's yeah it's it, a lot of times it's two three four takes of to get the right sentence out without stumbling over some <laughs> word or something for sure so yeah. from the filmmaking from youtube you pivoted and you connected with uh training for ultra rob over there mm -hmm. uh yeah. and from there you made a pretty mind-blowing series <laughs> like the Thanks. cinematography yeah. the audio the editing the graphics like the little cool mountain graphic in the corner of the elevation game oh, from all thanks. the runs all that stuff yeah. is like it looks like it should be on hbo like it's real high quality oh, stuff so yeah um did you find that to be an enjoy by the way everybody if you haven't checked it out yet go check out uh running the triple crown on amazon prime is that the only place they can find it yeah 
Vimeo to Vimeo. worldwide. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So go check that out if you're into ultra running. It's about uh, 200 mile races, uh, and Ryan follows an athlete around and does some amazing cinema cinematography around that. Um, did you find that to be as rewarding as YouTube, or was it like was that like a job? Because it looked like a tremendous yeah. amount of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was actually traveling around uh because yeah you introed it really well it's there's three 200 mile races the first one was the bigfoot 200 in washington second one was the tahoe 200 around lake tahoe and the third one was the moab 240 in moab utah and so traveling and doing the car camping and filming um it was a lot of work but it was also like uh an extremely fun uh like just like running kind of like just like adventure like it was it was a blast like it was so fun uh just being out there and following and some just incredible people like a really really cool community um and then yeah when i got home to do the editing and try to edit down there was uh, like seven terabytes of data or seven terabytes of video and audio and everything and oh, wow. i mean just massive and i mean it wasn't like i was recording like high quality you know video codec so it was like i mean it's taking up a lot of space were you, were you going to but the ninja still, that whole time yeah ninja wow. uh, i was doing the prores 422 um but uh it was just yeah um i mean we were talking three 200 mile races and they each took about four days and there was a day on each side so about three weeks of pretty much like filming every day um, so you're talking like, I mean, that's like, that's like, uh, like, a like a small budget, like indie film type shoot, like a three week shoot. Uh, so you're talking like a lot of footage and I mean, it's documentary style. So it was, um, a lot of just kind of like holding the camera and shooting and hoping something happened. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's make this interesting. You know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, the work it took, it took about nine months to finish editing and uh like and it was actually like we didn't like there was no like strict approval process like it was just me and rob like we um it was like self-funded uh there were some sponsors i shouldn't say self-funded there were sponsors but we didn't have any checks and balances or anything like there was no one was telling us what to do like it was like it was uh like i was editing it i was putting it together sending it to rob say hey do you like this <laughs> and um yeah, that was a ton of work. And it was honestly had no idea uh, how much it was going to end up, how much work it was going to end up being. Because at first, when I when I actually reached out to him and shot the idea over to him, it was like maybe six or eight months before the first race. And I originally just pitched like a one like feature length film sort of thing covering like the two or three months. Uh, I wanted to do a lot of like behind the scenes and stuff in between and everything. Um, and it turned into um, like, he was like, why don't we just do like a series or something? And I was like, okay, like that's probably not going to be that much more work. Like not knowing what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, and then it turned into a six episode series. And then I was shooting for about 30 minutes an episode. So it's like, I mean, very rewarding uh, at the end of the day to see it up there on Amazon um, and just, yeah i mean it's really cool like but yes tons and tons of work <laughs> yeah for sure so but. when you when it comes to youtube i have a question for you do you find that youtube mm -hmm. um for me just 
talking from personal experience, do you find that filming uh, being under pressure to maybe get a review out? I, you know, I don't know if you feel that pressure like I do. It's, it's can get uncomfortable sometimes. Um, do you find that can, that actually has a negative impact on training or do you think the YouTube channel actually gets you out the door to run more often? Uh, yeah, that's another good question. Um, from, for me, it's, uh, I would say that it's probably like, it, it goes both ways. Uh, cause there's a lot of times where, um, I'm like going out on a run and I'm like, uh, this would, it would be really great if I was doing, if I was going to do 10 miles today, but I need to finish that video and I, I can't spend an hour and a half on this run. Like we're just going to go for like a four mile run or something. So there are some days where it probably detracts from training a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I think it's a positive thing because it does get me out the door more, uh, because I know that there's, I mean, at this point now, a couple thousand people that are going to hold me accountable to, uh, like I got to train for this race and I need to be ready. And if I, uh, you know, go out there and like embarrass myself because I haven't been training, um, then, you know, that's one thing. And that's kind of like in the back of your mind sometimes, but more, more so than not, it's a positive, I would say, because it does get you out the door and holds you accountable. Um, yeah, that's a good point. What about though. you? Is it, that's, that's a good point with it, the pressure though. Like, uh, you know, the race videos in particular, I, I hate, well, I don't say, I won't say I hate, but my first series of videos was the Vermont 100 and I DNF'd there and leading up to that, like in retrospect, I wish I never announced that I was even running the race <laughs> because you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I kind of put it, I put a lot of pressure on it and I, I kind of made it public in, it would almost be better off to just keep it to myself. And if it went well, maybe make a video. And if it didn't, uh, you know, maybe make a video or don't and just keep it to myself. Uh -huh. But it turned out, actually, it was kind of nice. It was kind of liberating because it was public. So I made a video anyways. And it was kind of a, it was, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback, like people saying, hey man, you know, thanks for that. It made me feel good about my DNF because we don't share. A lot of people don't share DNFs, you know, it's not something we're proud of, but we can, we can learn a lot from them. So it's worth sharing. And it's actually, in my opinion, it's a better story than, than, uh, someone doing really well, you know, placing first place. I'd rather hear from the guy at the back of the pack that's been out, been out on the trail for 15 hours for a 50, 50 miler, <laughs> you know, than the guy yeah. who ran a 50 miler in seven hours. Um, so I, you know, there's, I feel I, I, being in the moment, it, it sucks when you're the guy who has to be like, well, I didn't do it, but being able to share your stories is still, it's still valuable regardless of what happens, unless yeah. you end up crying on the side of the trail. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it, it definitely does. It definitely does help you stay accountable too, because, and I mean, people can do this with any type of social media. Like, um, yeah, I mean, you can like, so like this last couple, couple, two months ago or so, or a month and a half ago, I did a solo 50 miler and, um, I, put it out there. I was like, I'm going to go do it. It's this weekend. I'm training or it's a couple weeks from now. I'm training for it. And, uh, it was like, I made it very public. And while, you know, like the first like 10 miles of that day, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, <laughs> why, why did I tell people I'm yeah. doing this? Especially like, for a I'm solo be, like, with a solo, you yeah. could just, you could just quit whenever you want. <laughs> I know. Like, and that, that was honestly, that was one of the most probably like character building runs I've ever had in my life because there, there wasn't even anyone else at the park. Like 
it, there was no one out there, like no one even like watching to see if I was like just gonna crawl back into my Jeep and go home. <laughs> uh, but like I, the whole time I was just like, it's like this is this is something that I wanted to do first of all. So it wasn't like a negative type of pressure; it was a positive pressure because it it helped me finish something that I set out to do, um, which I think is really good. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of you know like people can handle that type of pressure differently. Like it doesn't, sometimes it's going to be negative. Uh, there's a lot of like when a lot of people that you see that are out there in like the public eye, like that type of pressure is super negative. Uh, but for me in that situation, it was super positive because it helped me finish that day. And I mean, if I was by myself and I didn't have a YouTube channel, I would have been like, ah, forget it. <laughs> like 25 miles is fine. Yeah. I think one other, th one other benefit of the YouTube channel is like, I could never just let myself go at this point. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who's going to watch, yeah. who's going to watch a video about a fitness watch, uh, from a guy who's clearly let his body fall apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess if from that aspect, I'm kind of grateful that I have the insurance policy of all the eyeballs, uh, you know, watching yeah. in public. Um, yeah. so what do you, do you, do you have like a day job? Um, do you, do you, something that you do other than YouTube? What's your, yeah. what's your main, um, what's your nine to five? My, yeah. So I have a couple jobs. Uh, my nine to five, uh, is I work at Purdue university in, um, like sponsor programs administration. So it's a complicated way to say I help faculty, uh, like secure grants. I help them, uh, with their proposals and I help bring money, uh, into the university for research, uh, like really cool stuff too. Um, I'm not on the scientific side, I'm on the administrative side, but, um, I manage a small team that, um, you know, we're sending out like millions of dollars worth of proposals to governments or industrial, uh, partners and doing like some mind blowing research, uh, at the university. Uh, so that's my nine to five. Uh, and then I also am a contracted audio professional at a church. Uh, and I put in about 15 hours a week there. And then, um, I also have, um, like my business of like YouTube and everything, but I'm also, uh, a, uh, like triathlon and running coach online. So I have a few athletes, um, that I've had a couple athletes that I've got for, I've had for four years. That's great. Um, and a couple new ones. So yeah, I stay busy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, uh, how, and, that leads into my next question because you've got kids. I've got kids. I know the yeah. struggle of mm -hmm. time, dude, the time management struggle is, uh, an ever daunting thing in the back of my mind. Like when I'm doing YouTube stuff, I'm constantly thinking about the mechanical engineering stuff I'm supposed to be doing and vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a juggle. And especially with kids, like sometimes I find myself in this room cause this is where I do my regular work and the YouTube stuff for like mm -hmm. hours at a time. And then, you know, my kids are home now they're homeschooling and stuff. So how do you, how do you manage? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been trying to figure out how to soundproof this room because it's getting yeah. to a point <laughs> so how yeah. do you how do you manage that because i'm barely i'm barely hanging on I over don't here know, man <laughs> i don't know if i have any advice uh yeah so i've got two kids uh in elementary school and their school is actually open wow. uh, and we decided to send them we had the option of uh doing the online learning so like getting an iPad and doing everything at home or sending them to school. And I mean, over the summer, you know, we were 
everyone was convinced that schools were going to stay open for two or three weeks and then everyone would be online anyway. That actually didn't happen. Like they've actually figured out really good ways to um, stay safe. And I mean, all the kids got used to within a few days, they're all used to wearing masks. And I thought that was uh, really amazing. Will, my, my two year old yeah. will wear a mask and he's yeah. like the most stubborn kid ever, but he'll put it on I, and yeah. wear it all day. It's amazing. I will admit I had serious doubts that it was going to work for kids. Um, but you know, the, the kids have, uh, at the schools have around here have been doing awesome. And so schools have stayed open. They've had a few days here and there where they're home, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, my job is also moved to being online. So I used to go into an office and for the past nine months I've been working from home. Uh, so that's actually been, um, you know, like the job, pretty much nothing about the job changed except for the face to face with my coworkers. Uh, but we still do like zoom and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's difficult. Uh, uh, it's, I don't get much sleep, I guess. Um, but that's not good advice. <laughs> uh, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of, unfortunately, I, th- I know there's a negative connotation but to this word, but it's a lot of hustling. Like yeah. it's just, you're finding, it's finding the 15 minutes here and the 30 minutes there. And I mean, yeah, there's some nights where it's just like, okay, I got a zone out on Netflix for tonight. Yeah. Like I just, I cannot do any more work. Like my body and my mind are just dead yeah like I, I, I feel you man like i always talk to friends or family and they're like hey have you seen that new seri- series on netflix mm-hmm. i'm like no <laughs> yeah hey let's pull up uh let's pull up some chats see who we got uh talking Sweet. here we've got quite a few uh we've got it's 3 a.m in greece right now i'll stay awake for you anyways hey thanks ernie that means a lot uh matt roberts what a nice, nice. surprise keen i listen i'm listening from bundaberg australia that's a really cool thing to say bundaberg Nice. Uh, YouTubers unite, Matt Legrand. Hey man, thanks for joining. Uh, What's up, Matt? T- tuning in from Bedford, Indiana. Not sure how long I'll be able to hang for. Still not in sync with the time change. I know. I feel you on that, especially with kids. They, they their mm. clock doesn't change, but everything else mm-hmm. in the world does change. <laughs> Platts thirty three. Yeah. Hey man, thanks for joining us. Austin S. Hey, what's up, man? Austin S. Says, "Who's the other guy?" <laughs> I, I hope he's just a nobody. I, which one of us is he talking about though? That's the real question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josie says, hi everybody. Hey Josie. Thanks for joining us. Goku runner. What's up? Love Ryan's videos. Uh, Austin S. Hi. Cool. Thanks man. Uh, salted wasabi. I'm sorry to say I can't hang for long. It's past 1am here, but I had to say hello to you guys and a special thank you to Dave. I'm finally chasing my summit. Greetings from Portugal. That's awesome, Ooh, man. Nice. Congratulations. Get after it. Put a sticker on that. <laughs> hey, Ryan, uh, your Jackson County 50 video was great work. I agree. That was a great video. Awesome. Ryan, are you a sponsored athlete by Ultra? That's kind of, no. that's putting you under the gun right there. Yeah, Do no, you- not sponsored. Uh, there's very specific ways that we have to describe ourselves. <laughs> I'm on the Ultra Red team, uh, which is more of like a uh, influencer team. It is an influencer team. It's not more like it's, it is, it's, um, we get like free shoes and free clothes and stuff. Um, and, uh, we just basically have an agreement that we don't wear other brand shoes and we kind of promote the brand a little bit. So fair enough. It's awesome. I've yeah. been, been on that team for 
five years now there's a uh so. there's like a solomon version of that too i forget what they call it it's like uh it's it, like the influencers yeah. and like you post pictures yeah. of your shoes on instagram and stuff yeah um okay uh good evening i'm a big big fan of ryan's videos looks like you brought a lot of your your viewers with you so sweet i might i might have to introduce myself if everyone's a ryan viewer <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my YouTube channel. I'm interviewing Dave tonight. Here's another here, here's another example. Also, I'm not familiar with Chase the Summit, but I'll check out his channel. Hey, thanks. I nice. really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, William Woodward, glad to catch a video. Also, just finished reading uh, Training for Uphill Athlete today. It was a really great read and helped me, me teach me scientific knowledge about running that I never knew before. Highly recommended. Oh, that's great. That's a great tip. Thanks for sharing. Uh, nice. British soldier from South Wales. Oh, cool. Thanks for, thanks for joining. Just another Midwesterner from Eric the Red. Uh, Matt Legrand, Ryan, I can't believe you don't have a film background. That documentary was extremely professional. Oh, thank you. Wow. That's, a, that's nicely. That's Just nice. watch a lot of YouTube videos on how to do things. Dude, that's the new film school. I tell you what, it's not just related to filmmaking. Um, that is where I learned how to use any of these tools i have on my desk yeah. right now but i mean even in like engineering oh, yeah. i don't even want to tell you what what um what line of work i'm in but a lot of the things i do at work regarding mechanical engineering i learn on youtube so <laughs> so i hope i hope my boss isn't watching this right yeah now. i hope your boss is not watching <laughs> uh could you talk a bit about your camera setups while running what works best and what doesn't work at all that is something we love to talk about ryan what do you film with right now uh, so right now when I'm running, I use a GoPro Hero 9. Um, I've used the 8, 7, 6, 5. <laughs> I'm totally not sponsored by GoPro, but that's all I've ever used. <laughs> yeah, I, and um, the 9 is exceptional, right? Like, I well, mm -hmm. with, there's struggles a little bit with the color. We've talked about this a couple of times. But yeah. the horizon leveling, the stabilization, it's, it's, it's so yeah. good. Um, yeah, the coloring, there's some GoPro kind of messed that up on the nine, in my opinion. And I know they can change it with a firmware update. It's just, you put it, you put the colors on flat and they're super saturated and you can't do anything with them. And the yellows and the oranges are just like, like they're unchangeable. Like you can't shift them. Like, it's just, I have a lot of, I have a lot of, uh, struggles with the hero nine. And it's mainly just because the flat colors are just they're hard to work with yeah not, i mean i yeah. wish i wish they would include like just a handful of picture profiles like a sony camera like you know, <sighs> yeah cine one cine two d cine like whatever mm -hmm. they want to call it um and just give us more options i know if it was mm -hmm. i know if it was really flat i don't want to get too nerdy on this but i know if it was a really flat profile like s log or whatever i don't know if we'd be able to get that color back because it's only 8-bit kind of low quality video but mm -hmm. it'd be nice to have a little bit more options something less I, like yeah. something about those colors it reminds me of their commercials which they're usually beautifully filmed but they're always just like so in your face like here's a mm -hmm. guy skydiving and now a snowmobile yeah. crashing into a wall and yeah. you know it's like crazy whereas we're just trail running like we're not jumping out yeah. of an airplane so just having like high quality good looking cinematic footage is what we're looking for and uh, yeah. I just so happen to have it right here look at that just yeah. chilling on my desk. I mean, the the 8 was much better as far as getting a flat profile. Like, you could do a lot more with that. It's still, reds are just awful on GoPros. 
I don't want to sound like I'm trashing GoPro. That's all I've ever used. <laughs> so it's like, I obviously, like, it's built my channel. Yeah. So I use it a lot. But, like, reds go from, like, zero to 100 in, like, no time. Like, there's no, there's no saturation. It's just either saturated red or not. Yeah. Uh, and I wear a lot of red shirts, so that's not cool. And, <laughs> and then Rob was wearing a red shirt at every race for the documentary, so that was hard. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wish, like... I think they'll fix it with a firmware update, hopefully, because... Do you, do you ever yeah. use your phone for, for video when you're running? Nope. I don't ever take my phone when I'm running. You're nuts, man. You're nuts. How do you listen to I podcasts? I don't like running with a $1,000 piece of glass <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> Fair enough. You got to get the right shorts. That's what I, I've dialed mine into the uh, Path Projects psych shorts. Yeah. They have a big pocket in the back. Um, okay. Or the REI on the trail shorts. Those are my two go-tos interesting uh let's bring up some more what do you what's your favorite show <laughs> tv show yeah what do you watch on netflix uh, are we doing an all-time favorite or just like what did i you watch what? recently that let's, was my favorite let's go wild i'm gonna crack a beer for this one by the way okay that's happening i have all, all time i have a watermelon lacroix lacroix however you say it I yeah we know. all know we all know there's a little bit of bourbon in that lacroix thing. Uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so if we're talking like all time i mean it's pr there's a lot of people that would say this but like breaking bad um Ooh, that's a good one mad men if you're talking about like comedy it's obviously the office for myself yeah office parks and rec stuff like that but recently um i had like uh stumbled upon um a youtube video that was like really like talking about uh this show that's on netflix and how cinematic it was and just like uh it got it got me really into it and i watched um the haunting of hill house uh and that was like really really good uh that was one it actually came out last year but again i don't watch a ton of yeah. stuff uh anymore because i'm usually like editing videos or something but uh that was really good um another comedy that uh we've been watching recently uh schitt's creek oh sorry i hope you didn't get demonetized for that but <laughs> uh, i gotta, click, I gotta, show, I gotta click the not made for kids button now oh, yeah. thanks thanks ryan uh is a tv show tv show tv show yeah it's funny um yeah it's a good one what about you i like uh I'll, I'll agree like all time so i'm a little torn on this all time my wife and i when we first met, like our big thing was the show Lost. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, that yeah. was like a big. Watch we that. we we would like. You remember what was the name of the um, the bad guy company in that? Ah, they had like a symbol in the name, but they had beers. Oh. Like they found beers in like a shelter. Dharma Initiative. That's it. Yeah, the Dharma, and they yeah. had the little diamond logo. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so we used to like print out that logo and put it on our beers while we watched it, <laughs> like to try to be like, nice. we're, we are Desmond and we are, you know, whoever else. Nice. That was, a, that nice. was like when we were dating. And I feel like that was a big reason why we connected so well and like eventually got Sweet. married. So <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. that, but also uh, Breaking Bad is huge. And I've been mm -hmm. watching lately, uh, really enjoying Superstore. That's just hilarious. I, I don't know why. Okay. It's just like dumb humor. But if I'm, if I'm yeah. up late at night, it's. It's funny to watch on on Hulu. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? Piggybacking on that, I, I'm curious. Are there any YouTube channels that you watch that someone would be like, "Whoa, that's weird. Why is he like?" We all we all expect you to oh, be good. 
good you, question. You, we all expect you to be watching like Ginger Runner, Billy Yang, or whoever. But is there somebody who yeah. like maybe you're like a woodworker or like somebody who like digs up mushrooms or I don't know. There's <laughs> something for everybody out there. So what's your like see. secret? Uh, I'm looking. What's the word I'm looking for? Your secret secret passion on YouTube. <laughs> I'm looking through my subscribe subscribe subscriptions right now, see if I can find anything uh, that's like off the beaten path that people might not expect. Um, I mean, I watch a lot of the photography and running channels and videography. Um, Do you watch the tech stuff, stuff like like uh, MKBHD? Yep. And- MKBHD, yeah. Um, man. Uh, it's got to be a little secret in there somewhere. I don't know if there's <laughs> anything like super weird. Uh, All right, I'll go. I'll go first on that one. I, yeah. I watch um, a lot of uh, machining videos. This is like literally mm-hmm. a, a CNC machine like milling metal. Because of my career, yeah. um, there's certain things that those machines do that kind of blow my mind. So I end up watching some of those, yeah. and they'll pop up in my feed, and I'll be like, "Whoa, a, uh-huh. that's pretty interesting." So that's. Uh, it's weird, you know, if you caught somebody yeah. watching just a piece of metal fly through the air. Yeah. But uh, you nice. know, I'm into it. <laughs> okay, so I've got two. One's like super weird and uh another one is like okay, so the really, really weird one uh is like uh like I like watching uh this YouTube channel called Mountain Beast Mysteries and it's all about Bigfoot. <laughs> and but I think I like watching it because it's about outdoor stuff. Like it's literally this guy who lives in Canada and he just goes on these epic camping trips looking for Bigfoot. And like he finds like trees that are knocked over and he uh... talks about them and stuff. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, okay. So that's that's way off the beaten path. Um and then there's another one that's like it's all about like he dives into like these like lost stories uh about like this flight that got lost or something it's called let me know uh that's a good youtube channel too he just like looks at these like unsolved mysteries and puts like a like once every three or four months puts together like a 30 minute video that's like super well done (laughs) that's awesome uh all right do any of you like anime? Uh, personally, I don't. My kid does. How about you? I never watched it. No, <laughs> sorry. Hi guys, hoping to get back to running soon. Caught the COVID. Oh no, really? Let me know. Oh, no. Like, if you're still there, I'd be interested to hear how it's affected your running. Um, because I've always wondered. You know, I've I've seen stories on the Facebook groups like uh, Trail and Ultra Running about that, and I'm just kind of curious, like how long it takes to bounce back from and how bad it really is yeah i've heard yeah there's a a couple people that i follow that one girl's had it for like six months oof that's no yeah. good uh, eric, i think it has a lot it's just it hits people differently eric the red says uh ryan's viewers are corrupting the chase the summit channel <laughs> i'll accept Go subscribe it. to it <laughs> Uh, Dave, I think you made me want a DJI Mini 2. Yeah, man, cool. Uh, the only thing I will say, if, you, if you're using it for like sports stuff, like riding a bike or running, it doesn't have that active track. I, I think I mentioned it in the video, but um, so you can't just run and let the thing like follow you. But otherwise, it's been a lot of fun. Matt Legrand, can I just say Ryan's style on camera is so mellow and welcoming. I think my blood pressure drops when I'm watching his channel. That's a very nice compliment. Nice. Because I feel like yeah. I'm like... Hey everybody, I'm Dave from and you're just like <laughs> you're just chill, you know, you you just 
he's he's in there <laughs> yeah yeah my dad told me one day he was like <clears throat> he was watching the no business video and he was like it was really good but then at the end when you got on there and just talking to the camera you were like it was like you were really excited about something and it was like it was much better when you were just running <laughs> <laughs> wow that's why i don't show my dad my videos <laughs> yeah no it was uh I mean, it was very, I, I get it. Like when I'm standing there in front of the camera, I'm just like, Hey, what's up? I'm yeah. like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Um, in person, I don't know you in person. I know you on this little screen in front of me and on your yep. YouTube channel. Um, we need to do a race sometime together. Or yeah, something. man. Even if it's like, even if it's like a midpoint somewhere, we should like meet up and do a mm-hmm. hundred mile or something. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Go um, shoot for an FKT or something. Yeah, you'll be the one shooting there. I'll be supplying you with water along the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm curious though. In person, are you as are you the same guy we watch on YouTube, or are you somebody else? Like, if if one of your buddies from your hometown was to see your channel, would they be like, "Who is this mm-hmm. guy, and what have they done with Ryan Clayton?" No, I'm pretty much the same. Um, yeah, like. I mean, this just sitting talking right here, like this is how I talk to everyone at work and church. And well, I'm a little more professional at work because I manage people. But so I guess that would be the one thing where, yeah, I don't know if anyone from work watches my YouTube channel, but um, they would probably be pretty surprised. (laughs) I've actually, (laughs) but uh, I I actually caught one of my co. You know, you get the recent subscribers feed, and it. It, I never look at that. Yeah, yeah it's hard point. to teach. Like when you're, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to brag or anything. But when you're getting a lot, they're hard to keep track of. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, I mean, this was, I don't know, maybe like four or five thousand subscribers. I saw one of my coworkers' names in there, and I was like, No, yeah. how did he find me? Because I don't. I I definitely don't publicly. I don't tell anybody because uh-huh. you know it might. It might give people the impression that I'm not totally focused at work when I am. Um, so mm-hmm. do you, do you feel that pain at all or is it a different situation for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, um, like the actual day job I have, um, I, you know, like I, since I manage people, I've made the rule. I'm not friends with them on Facebook or anything like that. Um, but, um, like at the other couple jobs i have like i'm pretty sure everyone i know there like follows me and watches stuff so i don't like sometimes i think about it but for the most part it never really crosses my mind i've never had a situation where it was like an awkward thing where someone was like hey i found a youtube channel (laughs) but um no i do think about that though like what if uh what if I it came across as like you said, giving the wrong impression. I'm not focusing at work. Right. Um, yeah, but no, it's never really come up, and um, I don't do anything. I don't do anything that I could actually like that I should actually be worried about. Like, it's just yeah. Now on that same topic, have you ever showed up at a? You know, you've got you're closing in on eight thousand subscribers now. Congratulations, you're you're pretty yeah, close, thanks. right? Um, yeah. So have you ever been to like a starting line at a race and had somebody been like, Hey man, love your channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot. And it's really fun when it happens. I love, I love talking to people, um, that, um, like 
I mean, it's just, it's really fun because like, that's honestly, that's why I do this. It's, uh, I mean, part of it is the, you know, I love the fun side of, you know, making a video and putting it out and, uh, the artistic side, the creative side. Um, but the other part of it that I love is that I can maybe help some people and give some people some advice and some knowledge. Uh, I mean, that's why like the most recent video I put up on my channel was what did I put in my dropbacks for a hundred miler? And it was a video that I was, I was honestly not terribly inspired to make because it just felt like I was rehashing a bunch of old stuff that I had talked about on the channel before, but never like compiled just in one video where I was like, there's so much other stuff out there on the internet that can help people. But the response back has been like really positive uh people just being like this is so cool like i've always had a lot of questions about what to put in drop bags and and when that sort of thing happens like that's like really exciting and that makes it all worth it and then absolutely when i see people at the start line um or running down the trail or something they'll turn and be like hey ryan i want <laughs> I, I just watched your last video like yesterday that's awesome like people message me like um no, I came in and just wanted to let you know I'm starting the Jackson County 50 miler in 10 minutes. And I just watched your video like two times while I was getting ready this morning. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that is so cool. Like, uh, I mean, it's just it like because that I went through that same journey, like watching some of these other guys that are super big right now um, that we mentioned earlier, you know? Uh, and so I would have that same reaction. I did have that same reaction when I met Jamil. Uh, I was just like <laughs> starstruck, stumbled words out of my mouth. And, uh, he was like, eh, that's actually kind of a funny story. I don't know if I've ever told it on my YouTube channel, but we we're at Western States and I was like super like hyper-focused on filming Camille Heron. And she's checking in, she's getting her bib number and everything. And then I like come around some people and standing right there is Jamil. And he was just like, what's up, Ryan? And I was like, what? <laughs> he knew your I said, name? you know my name? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, what's up, man? Wow. Like, just hanging out. And I was just like, yeah. So I have that same type of like reaction when I see people like that, that I, you know, learned everything from and so it's just really like it's really cool to now kind of like feel like maybe there's a couple people out there that i was able to um you know help uh give them some encouragement or just some knowledge about hey don't do this yeah do this or something like that you know yeah so yeah i feel the same yeah, way it's really fun i've i've gotten spotted a couple times and it's it feels good i don't know like i feel like people yeah. are probably a little like like nervous or scared to say something but I don't know if you ever bump into me, say hi, because I love it. And um, mm -hmm, I'd be happy to sure. talk to you. Um, except for at the Vermont 100, I was at mile 47, about to DNF. <laughs> and this girl was like, hey, I saw your Chase the Summit video. Yeah, that was so cool. And, and you know, I uh, forget the name of the, uh, it was called The Grind. It was just like a day in daily life, you know, making breakfast for my kids and stuff. And she was like, yeah, that grind video, that was great. And I was literally like having spasms in my legs and I couldn't even walk. And uh, I was like sucking down a popsicle and hoping it would be bring me back to life. I was like, yeah, You're thank, like, hold on, give me a second, you. I gotta puke. <laughs> and she was like, I can't wait to see the recap video. I was like, yeah, there's not gonna be one. I'm sorry, but I need to get in this van and get back yeah. to my car. <laughs> uh, yep. 
Hey, I, I got a question for you. You've been doing a lot of reviews lately um, about you know various things. We've talked a lot about watches and stuff that we've uh, reviewed at the same time. It's been cool to have somebody to like ping ideas off of. And uh -huh. Matt Legrand, you know, see him in the chat there. Um, do you ever, how do you feel like, I know we talk about this like privately, but like navigating the waters with a brand, if you mm -hmm. receive something and it's not up to your standards, right? And I'll save my opinion for after you respond to this. How do you, mm -hmm. how, how do you interact with that company and tell them, Hey, uh, I can post, uh, you know, a negative review or whatever, or how do you, how do you navigate the waters of that communication? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I've never actually really been in that situation where I got something that I, uh, had to put out a review on and I didn't like it. Um, because I mean, for the most part, like I've only, like, I've only had a few companies send me watches, um, uh, and those, you can always find a ton of good stuff to say about them. Um, but for everything else that companies send me, I'm super blunt right up front that I will unbox it on my channel. And then if I like it, it might show up in a vlog. Like, yeah. and if I really like it, I'll review it. Uh, and so a lot of stuff people see once and never again. <laughs> um, you know, things I like, like you'll, you'll see it pop up in a bunch of vlogs because I really like it. You know, like yeah. I, whatever i got i got a, a belt that has a little bag on it and it's great because it perfect perfectly fits the gopro blah 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 you know <laughs> and you'll see it all the time or whatever um but i've never uh fortunately at this point i've never um, been in a situation where i was like i've never i've never posted anything that i was like uh that i felt uh i guess morally wrong about posting like i never i never had i've never like had to post anything that was like a paid sponsored thing that yeah. i just really didn't believe in like i've never i've never put myself in that situation and i think it's it's just because of from early on i just kind of made that call that i might not get as much free stuff sent to me but i'm going to be super blunt to these people that they're not going to get much back i mean if you want some exposure send me your stuff and I'll, if I really like it, but you should, you should be able to stand by that if you're a company. Yeah, for and sure. Then, like, like, uh, one company that I'll actually shout them out because they're awesome. John G, uh, they sent me a bunch of clothes and I wear their clothes all the time. And like, uh, they were literally like, we don't even care if you like, we just want you to have this. Like, we don't care if it's in the video, if it shows up in the video, great, but we just believe in these clothes so much that we think, you're going to like them a lot. And yeah. I'm like, that is the coolest thing that a company can do because that shows a ton of confidence in their own brand. And I mean, it's just like, it's a, it sets the stage for a really good relationship. So yeah, I agree. You know, that's the kind of stuff I look forward to is, and we'll definitely jump on if, you know, more companies handle things that way. I feel like um, people are, they can see when you're, in a situation where you're being forced to do something and I, I'm yeah. with you on that. So I won't, if I find something, I have found things I don't like, and I, I will give, I will give the contact the option. I can make a negative review mm -hmm. video or I can send it back. To yeah. You. Those are the two options. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah. and I'm not going to make a positive. Well, actually, review. I just did that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't have to tell us the item, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even work, and oh. the company it doesn't do it well. I guess it works for what they claim now, but it's not what the impression was when they sent it to me. And so I was like, I'm not even gonna make a video on this. If you want it back, you can have it. Yeah. Um, and they never responded back. So, and I, I think I've, I think I, I get the drift from a lot of manufacturers that they would actually rather you give them a negative review because like any news mm. is good news for a lot of people, for a lot of companies. Um, although I did post a don't buy a Nordic track video. I don't think that would help their sales too much but it's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird line to walk with a lot. And in, in a lot of times mm-hmm. um, it's like overseas, the, the communication their you know, their language isn't perfect and it's hard to kind of understand what they're, they want from you. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the people that are just offering money for a positive review. And I've never done that. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird, the whole thing. I, I feel like I need a veteran YouTuber to tell us how to do this because <laughs> it's a really strange uh, journey uh, communicating with all yeah. these companies. For sure. <laughs> all right, let's grab, a, let's grab a couple of... Uh, uh, Eric the Red, I'm a fan of both your channels. Thank you. Uh, Matt Legrand has a question. What are the big goals for either of you uh, for your channels? What is your... That was a question I was going to have. Long-term, where do you want your channel to go? Where Do you, do you want to stay in this niche? Do you want to expand? What's the the end game, or do you have one, or are you just trying to play day by day right now? Yeah, it's uh, a good question, Matt. Thanks for asking. Um, I I mean, like long long term, it would be great if the channel could end up um, you know paying for itself, <laughs> uh, and uh, it'd be great if it became like a source of like solid income, uh, and I could spend more time on it. Um, you know, I mean, I think everybody's every YouTuber's dream is to go full time. So that's that's obviously um, up there. Uh, as far as like the niche that I'm in, like I'm, I love it. Like there's there's a lot of other things I've like contemplated doing. Um, I've contemplated starting another channel or two, you know, for different things. Um, but right now, I'm loving what I'm doing, and uh, really what in the so in like the super long term yeah i would hope that i could like go full time it'll pay for itself but i see like a stage before that happening where i am really working towards i'm um, working with like some more like production companies like i've been talking to i've actually been talking to a couple like actual like one actual uh uh like tv channel and then a couple other different brands about like trying to create some documentary contact or documentary content and it all has come from youtube and then the running the triple crown documentary so cool yeah uh after after this after we get the COVID under control and um you know we can you know move on from that and start working together person to person face to face again um there's actually hopefully there'll be some cool opportunities that come from that where i can work in video and film production but not specifically on my youtube channel um and then like i said uh i would really love uh to get into more narrative work as well um like i've got a couple script ideas that i'm like working on um 
and then uh yeah like that would be that would be an absolute blast uh to do some of that kind of stuff like to actually be able to like set up a shot <laughs> yeah. and be like okay we're gonna you know this is like this is the scene and this character walks over here and we're gonna talk about this and here's the tension and here's what this character wants and here's what this character wants and we're gonna and trying to capture that on film uh rather than just like running around with a gopro like spraying everything like trying to like like you know like running around with my camera like following like you know rob through the mountains or something like yeah i mean i love documentaries like i think you can get some incredibly exciting stuff uh and they take you to they can take you to some amazing places uh but i really have a i really have an itch for like doing that narrative like really setting something up and really telling like a proper story that you've written and, and you might uh, and, even have an audio guy and a grip to like carry your stuff right. around. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All those things that you don't have when you're like a one man band and mm-hmm. you've got an A7 III with a shotgun mic on. <laughs> trying to, yeah. you've got a backpack with batteries in it, trying to get everything yeah. done. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So, so much stuff I've learned over the projects I've done. Running around Western states, like, I just there was it was so fast i mean like i mean camille was only on the course for like eight hours or so um before she had to pull out but yeah i mean it was just like it was like sprinting and getting in the car (laughs) and like driving as fast as we could and uh like literally like backpack on my lap holding a ronin with a camera in it and my hand held in this other hand and like sliding in the back seat like <laughs> i mean that type of stuff and then like the other side of like the triple crown where i'm like yeah i mean it's just like I've, like so much of that stuff has been learning opportunities that i can take and move forward and like it's just been a blast like I've, it's been so much fun yeah i mean um, the more you do that stuff the better you get at it right so right yeah mm-hmm. uh I love the haunting of Hill House. That was great. We're a little behind on the chat, nice. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen Dark right. on Netflix? I haven't. Have you seen Dark on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, I watched the first season. It was awesome. Nice. Um, Eric the yeah, Red. I would definitely recommend it. Watching watching it with the subtitles. It's better with the actual characters' voices. Um, I watched it. I watched the English translation. And it wasn't great. It's in, <laughs> it's all in German. Oh, that's um, an, that's that's already a no go for me. Sorry. Yeah. Reading. <laughs> reading. <laughs> uh, it's not weird because you're an engineer. Oh, yeah. The machining videos. Are either of you signed up for races? Uh, are you signed up for anything for 2021? Yep. You are? What do you, what do you got I'm on that? I'm signed up for the, the Cruel Jewel 100 in May down in Georgia. 100 miles. Yikes. <laughs> 33,000 feet of elevation gain. I'm excited for it. And it's like it's it's one of those that's like, like I am attracted to those races that are just uh like really really difficult. Yeah, same. <laughs> why? It just <laughs> it's cuz it scares me so bad I think that I train harder for them. Yeah. Um what's what's yeah, the I'm attracted uh, to them. what's the hardest race? Well, I guess that's subjective because you might have been in different fitness levels, but what was the hardest race you ever yeah. completed? Um so I don't, I think the hardest race I've ever completed, probably like the one that, the one that every single mile, I didn't know if I was going to finish was grindstone 100. Uh, it was my first hundred mile. So every mile, it was my first time running past 50 miles too. So every step after 50 miles was farther than I'd ever gone. 
Uh, and that course is just, I mean, for people on the East Coast like yourself, you probably wouldn't describe it as being as brutal as I saw it coming from Indiana. <laughs> the East <laughs> <But> Coast. <laughs> it's, it was a freaking difficult course. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's Run Rabbit Run was really race. hard too, but Run Rabbit Run had views uh, that just took your breath away. And so there was a lot of, uh, like, there was a lot of, like, you get, you got a lot of energy from what you were looking at. Like you're running through the mountains, the Rocky mountains in Colorado, Yeah, you know, Killer. Uh, so many views grindstone. It was just like, you were in a, a tree tunnel for a hundred miles running on rocks. Yeah. That's the East coast. For you. <laughs> like, Oh, here's some dirt up. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> More rocks. I think, uh, the hardest race I ever did was actually a 50 miler and it was the mm -hmm. Kilkenny Ridge race in New Hampshire it has, um, 17,000 feet in 50 miles. And it just, it is wow, nice. like insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's 25 miles out and back and all uh -huh. of the all of the aid stations are backcountry aid stations that volunteers have to hike supplies up to and then filter water mm. for the runners going by so it was like oh nice really out there <laughs> uh, -huh. uh oh yeah and i'm some i'm signed up for three races the next year eastern states 100 hey you should pop mm. by you're you're close by uh nice. vermont 100 that i got deferred and um the mid-state massive 100 that i was planning to run this year Got injured, my back got jacked up, and so now I've got three on the, and they're very close together. So the the likelihood <laughs> of all three happening is is pretty low. Like I think uh, where are they? So uh, Eastern States is uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, oh yeah, that that's August eighth, I think. Okay. I want to say, and then um, Vermont's in July twentieth. So that's already okay. tight right there, mm -hmm. and then Mid States October tenth. So. It's not a lot of recovery going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll do my damnedest. I think the one I'm most attracted to is Eastern States, though, because I've never been mm -hmm. there. I've been to the other two races, and I'm really curious about the Eastern States course because uh, I hear That's it's in a, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I hear it's a butt yeah. kicker. It's got like 23,000 feet of gain. And yeah. Um, Some people that, like, after Grindstone, all, we were all sitting around and a bunch of people that finished uh, talking about comparing races and a lot of people said grindstone was really similar to eastern states oh so and then you said that that was the hardest one you've ever done so there we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh austin s what are the ages of your kids how old are your kids ryan five and seven i've got uh two four and eight so we've all wow. we've both got a handful going on <laughs> Uh, what microphones do both of you use? You look like you've got the sure. What is it? SMB7. Yeah. yeah, the 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 beast, the one that Joe Rogan uses for his podcast. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the uh, and then the, the cheap brother called the uh, the Rode Pod mic that was only ninety nine dollars. Sounds okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I use. I used to use one of those for everything else. I used to use one of those roadcasts or not roadcast, one of those road video mic pros. Um, but then I was like, I've got uh, a Sennheiser MKE 600 or something um, that I used for like my documentary stuff. And then I was just like, why am I not using that for everything? It's like <laughs> a 10 times better mic than this road cat, the road video mic pro. So I've been using this like 
10 inch long, like, uh, like shotgun mic for all my videos recently. And it's, I think it's helped out a lot. So nice. it's been great. Yeah. But I, then went, I went down when you the GoPro. It's I went, to, I went down the rabbit hole on that too. And then I ended up with this, nice. this setup up here. Uh, Sweet. the, uh, road MTG, but yeah, they all sound good these days. You know, there's a lot of good microphones out there. Uh, what chest strap do you use? Do you still wear a chest strap or have you, uh, moved yeah. on when I try when I wear a chest strap and need to get like critical heart rate readings, I use the polar H10. Nice. And, and do you pair that with the, um, the Apple watch or do you pair that with a polar watch? Uh, no, I'll pair it with any of the other like GPS watches like Sunto or polar Koros. Nice. Usually like, yeah. Um, the Apple watch, um, I mean, it's fine. Like the heart rate reading is fine on it. Um, but usually I only take that out on just like kind of like daily runs where I'm maybe I'll do some intervals, but not anything crazy. Uh, it's kind of like my weekday watch that I wear cause I'm, it's always on my wrist and just like time to go for a run. You know, okay, I, let's go. I got the SE and I really nice. like it, but like after a week of wearing it, I got so sick of charging it every day. It just like, Oh yeah. It's not my thing. So I'm back to the nine forty five for now. I just charge mine as soon as I wake up, I put it on the charger and by the time I've had my coffee and everything, it's good to go. Yeah, they charge pretty quick. It's not like the end of the yeah. world. I'm just obnoxious. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> uh I can't believe my favorite YouTubers are here. Like even Matt is here. Great stream. Love the channel. Nice. Great work. Thanks, Austin. Who said that? Austin S. Thanks a lot, man. I awesome. appreciate that. Michael Sessler, did you ever get rid of that first Nordic track? Nope, still sitting in my living room. Uh, so we're trying to figure out where we're going to put our Christmas tree. It might actually go on the treadmill. Um, but for I'll now, send you my address. <laughs> it's like 400. Dude, that that thing, it is the heaviest. Like, I'm, I'm not, okay, I'm a, little, I'm a little man, okay? But I can move things. And I've, I moved my old treadmill out pretty easily. I, I got... This new one is like a whole different level. It's got to be, I'm 400 pounds, you know, and it's not, not something with handles. Like it's just a huge, such a crazy, crazy object. Uh, that was outrageous. I agree. Uh, which, <laughs> which GPS watch would you suggest to me? I can, I'm considering getting the Apex Pro or Garmin 745. Uh, honestly, if you want a smartwatch, get the 745. If you want a reliable GPS watch, get the Apex Pro. They're both, I mean, they're, it's not apples to apples. They're pretty different, but they'll both collect good data. And the Apex Pro has crazy battery life. 745 does not have crazy battery life. It has pretty subpar battery life, but it gives you a lot of the niceties of, uh, you know, extra activities and stuff. Um, so yeah. Any thoughts on that, Ryan? Uh, I mean, if they're the same price, I'd go with the Garmin because it's a better, uh, better ecosystem but the garmin has 16 hours of gps on time the 745 <laughs> i yeah. mean that'll get you through most things i used the phoenix 3 for all my ultras up until like two years ago yeah so we are all charge it halfway koros has made the entire trail running community yeah. snobs because exactly like back yeah. in the day i, I had mean, the, i had the three yeah. and the three hr and that had like 12 i didn't i couldn't even get through a 50 miler uh with the three hr yeah 
And you yeah. had to have the power and, bank with the wire connected yeah. to the thing, and it was a big yeah. pain in the butt. Before Coros came out, it was like it was totally normal to either use two watches and try to use some like third-party software to stitch the files together or uh charge it halfway like that's what i always did like in one of my nighttime drop bags i just had a power bank and the cable and i mean you're hiking most of the time anyway during the night at least i am and <laughs> like i'm i mean like you just get the cable wrap it around your arm stick it in your pack and don't even hardly notice it's there and two and hours later it's charged and actually the, Coros has changed the game the, on it the for three, sure the three and the three hr uh the phoenix three and three hr actually had that cradle charger too which yeah. was great. Like it was low profile. Yeah. You could wear it while it was charging yeah. and like run it right. up your sleeve or whatever. And then they got rid of that, which is kind of bu a bummer for me. Yeah. Even the Sunto 9 was okay. Like I still wore it on my wrists, charging it during races. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than the cradle, though. But. <laughs> I just started running and uh, started training because I got a problem where the handheld derived LF on my shoot. And it's vibrating my leg. I, I'm not sure I understand. Let me reread re this. I just started running and started training because I got a problem when the handheld arrived LF on my shoot. Air, oh, Airy LF. Are you talking about a camera? Oh. <laughs> oh he was having Are you talking about the Ari Alexa? Yeah, he was talking about the <laughs> Ari LF, the large format one with the 35 millimeter sensor. Yikes. So I guess he was having trouble with his strength to hold that camera. Oh, so he started it. running yeah. to build up the fitness. That is a, that's probably the mo most unique reason I've ever heard for someone to get into running. But congratulations yeah. on that area LF. I'll, t I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> Who was that? I need to connect with that person. Uh, <laughs> Shahuro Nizam. Sorry if I butchered your name. Nice. Uh, do either of you think you'll ever get burned out on running ultras? How do you feel on that? Um, I mean, I can't see into the future, so I, I mean, right now, like, I love it. Um, but I could see a point where it becomes the return on investment isn't where it is now, uh, because it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like, a lot of time. Uh, and you have to be really excited about it. I mean, going for Saturday 30 mile runs to train for a 100 miler, like, weekends in a row. That takes a lot of time. And that's part of the reason why I moved away from Ironman uh, was, number. I mean, number one, honestly, so the biggest reason was bike safety. Like, I just, I had a couple really super close calls uh, with cars. And then I actually, unrelated to a car, I did crash my bike because I thought a hawk was attacking me. <laughs> uh, Sorry to so, laugh. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it was it was actually it really sucked. It was like a week before my first kid was born, and I'm riding my bike just down a normal road, no cars anywhere, and this hawk like swoops down and it's coming straight towards me, and then it kind of goes a little bit to the left, and then it starts swooping back towards me, and it like buzzed my head, like it went right over, Ooh. but like I kind of turned to like watch it because I thought I was getting attacked by a hawk. He's like defending something probably, and then just the slight turn of my body, my bike went off the road and caught something and i did a couple flips and Ooh. my helmet cracked in half in the back oh man uh and i was like thought i was in some serious trouble but I walked away from it wow bike was kind of messed up helmet was cracked uh but and then after that and a couple there was two really close ca calls with cars people just being idiots and doing stuff on purpose 
like swerving towards me and stuff. And I was just like, you know, I'm about to have my daughter's about to be born. Like, <laughs> so for the rest of that Ironman season, I trained on a trainer and doing like eight hour trainer rides is not fun. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, and so it's like, so after that, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to do trail running. Like that's like, that's a little bit more, uh, that's a little bit safer and, you know, but yeah, the return on investment, like there'll, there'll probably be a time where, uh, maybe that's just not where it always has been. And, you know, I hope that doesn't come anytime soon because I love, I love running hundreds. Like they're such an amazing experience and they teach you a lot about yourself and, they give you opportunities to, you know, work through things and yeah. do things that most people will never ever do. Um, yeah, but I, I feel yeah. you. I feel you on that. I mean, my energy level for like my excitement for races goes up and down in waves, and mm -hmm. sometimes I'm on ultra sign up and like boom, I'm in. You know, and mm -hmm. last year I had a series of really good races. I was like in the close to the front of the pack and you know five hour 50k and like a lot of things run really well for me um and then i kind of crashed and burned a little bit like that dnf in vermont really bummed me out more than i thought it would and you know then you lose a little bit of fitness and then it's like a rapid cycle of uh you know the mental game of trying to get yourself psyched back up um, yeah. but i feel like i'll never i love the community so much i love aid stations i love the finish line you know it's such a insane thing and the people are always so excited that i'm not sure i could ever get burned out on that so i might just become a back of the pack guy and be happy with that when i get older yeah. um mm -hmm. yeah it's hard to say it's a hard it's it's such a like if you want to be if you want to say compete right in an ultra yeah. and, and be that guy who's in the top 10 you're you're committing a crap load of time risk of injury you know neglecting your family potentially uh, and there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it that people don't see. They just see uh, Ryan, the administrative worker guy that runs hundreds in his spare yeah. time. Um, yeah. But all the stuff that happens in the background is, is just, it's crazy to, to be at that level. Mm -hmm. And I can't even yeah. fathom Ironman training with all three. Like you got to be good at everything. <laughs> like you, you can't just yeah. be a good runner. I guess you could be, you could be a really good runner and then like be okay at the other two and compensate. But it seems like a, a lot of work. I mean, there, yeah, like you, you really have to be to do well at Ironman. You have to actually be strong at all of them. Yeah. Because it's, it's a domino effect. I mean, yeah, you could be an incredible three hour marathon runner, but if you can't ride a bike worth crap, like you're going to be on it for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> uh, what other forms of fitness do you guys do? Do you have any, do you, do you like go to the gym or? you just stick to the treadmill uh it's i really don't have time to do much other than running i do some like body weight stability exercises yeah. um that's about it <laughs> yeah no i'm on the same boat and like people are always like you gotta crop even my wife my wife is she's a kind of fitness nut and she has a little um, yeah. fitness group here in town um she's a certified trainer and everything and she just always, always like, maybe you should do something else. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have time to do both things. So I'll, you know, maybe do push ups or something like just mm -hmm. body weight exercise. And I climb, I go, you know, I rock climb and ice climb, which yeah. gives me a little bit of other mobility, uh, but nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. How do you only have 17,000? You should have at least 100 K. Thanks, man. Uh, you should post that everywhere. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
if you had to choose one watch for a hundred mile race, oh man, am I taking up too too much of your time? We're going over an hour here. We'll wrap up soon. No, we're fine. I promise. No, we're fine. Okay, cool. We can uh, do Joe Rogan style three hours. <laughs> uh, if you had to choose one watch for a hundred mile race today, what would it be? What that goes to you? That includes any that you haven't tried yet. Uh, the one, I mean, the one I just used was the Coros Vertex and I would pick it. I mean, it's, it's a very, like, it's a very good feeling knowing that your battery's not going to die. Yeah. Um, like knowing that you don't even have to worry about that. Um, you know, having the navigation on it was a really good peace of mind too. Like it's not the best navigation in the world, but there were several times where I was able to confirm that I was going the right way. which is nice and yeah. they also have a vertical chart on there that you can scroll through and look like um what's coming up ahead so i mean i like i would love to get back with garmin um you know but at this point until they can figure out that battery life that can be like just like totally reliable for really long hundreds like because yeah. i'm doing i mean like cruel jewel next year like the uh normal human pace is like 40 hours or <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a 48 hour limit yeah. uh and the like top 10 guys are finishing like sub 30 Ooh, wow so yeah i i would tend to agree i i really like garmin watches and the new ones are good uh for up to like 35 hours like i finished mm-hmm. i finished the mid-state 26 hours and 40 minutes and I had like 30% left on my battery. Didn't charge it at all. Nice. Um, so yeah. that's pretty solid. But yeah, the Vertex, I feel like that's like, if you could just keep a race watch and like put it in a box mm-hmm. and like, I'll just grab that when I have a yeah. race. I feel like that's like yeah. the ideal race watch because it, it's no frills. It's got navigation and the battery just mm-hmm. like, it's like you said, you never even have to look at the percentage. You know, it's just mm-hmm. going to go. When I tested it yeah. out, I actually, it's like hard keeping track of the charging cable because you never need it. Like right. it, as a smartwatch, find it. Yeah. <laughs> as a smartwatch, it goes for like uh, over a month. It's insane. Yeah. Um, if you don't run a lot, but yeah. So yeah, I would say right now. I agree with your assessment on it though. Like I would use it just as a race watch. Like I hardly use it other than that. Yeah. The unfortunate part in that is it's a six hundred dollar watch. Yeah. So if you've got a, yeah, and that's where the pro. Like I can never recommend it. Like I don't like recommending it because it's way overpriced. Yeah. But. That's where it is uh, what it is. That's like, where that's where the Apex Pro, you know, yeah. It's not it's it's 40 hours, it's not 60 hours. Yeah. But that's yeah. a, that's still a crap load of battery life. Um yeah. it'll get you by. And that's I think this is 450 right now. Mm-hmm. Either way, you know, I love the the Pace 2, you know, I updated that video. The, this thing's so cool for the money and I wish they could make like a plastic vertex with crazy battery life at a budget mm. price point. Cause that thing yeah. would just totally dominate the whole market. Like, Oh the, yeah. The whole trail scene would just be wearing, um, you know, a, a, a pertex we'll call it. There we go. <laughs> uh, what are your backgrounds in running? Do you have any, uh, tips for transitioning to ultras? What is, well, you, you explain your background from triathlons. Um, uh-huh. how did you transition from triathlon work to ultra work? uh like and this is what like i go through this with a lot of my athletes uh because a lot of them have been starting to transition to ultras as well and it's more of a mindset shift than a physical shift or even like a training like your training approach does change um 
like there's some very important things that you need to change in your training as far as how uh you um what your phases look like moving closer to the race um you know if you're training for a half marathon or a 10k or something you're gonna uh like your cycles of training are gonna look different you're gonna be uh, you're going to be doing the things that are more similar to your race, closer to your race. So that means you're going to be running faster toward it, like, like towards the end of your training and you're gonna be running the slower, like longer miles at the beginning mm. with an ultra that's flipped. And so you might in the middle of winter, you might be working on your VO two max so that in the summer you can run a hundred miler. And as you get closer to that, you're going to be switching up your phases to be more race like. And so like, that's the biggest, like it's a mindset change it's a pace change. Like you just got to slow down. Uh, you cannot like if you, you know, if you're a, if you're a two hour half marathoner, you're not going to be running that pace for your first 50, <laughs> yeah. 50 mile. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a training shift, but then it's also a mindset shift of, <clears throat> okay, it's okay to walk up the Hills. Yeah. It's okay to, it's okay to take three minutes at this aid station and make sure I get some food in me. Cause I'm going to, I got 10 hours left on this race. I feel, I feel like a lot of people have asked me like, when is, when do you know you're ready? Right? Like you're training, you yeah. have, you, you have mm -hmm. goals of doing a 50 miler. And my answer, I mean, from my experience is like, you're never going to feel ready. The only mm -hmm. thing you can do is pull the trigger, put it on the calendar and then train your butt off to be in the best shape you can be to hit mm -hmm. your goal. And maybe your goal is just to finish the race. Um, yeah. or maybe it's to run eight hours or something. Um, but you know, there's never a time where you're like, well, that run went great. Uh, I guess I'll hit that button. I'll ultra sign yeah. up now. And I feel like even, even the top dogs, you know, the elite athletes, um, yeah. like Matt Daniels or whoever, they probably feel a similar way, you know, even though they're mm -hmm. faster, it's still hard. It never gets easy yeah. because you're good. It just gets faster because you're good <laughs> so that's a good point it never gets easier it just yeah you get better uh, you at start it. running faster yeah. but i will like uh i like what you said there because even like now like this most recent 100 miler that i did uh the weeks leading up to or like the week leading up to it i had some serious doubts of my fitness even though i knew i was in some of the best shape of my life uh like you always those doubts are always there and i was i was just like can I really, like, am I really prepared to do like 24 to 30 hours on the trail? Mm. Like I, you know, like just like, I don't know if, but I think that's a good thing. I think having that a little bit of that healthy fear, uh, I think that's a good thing. I feel like it, it's yeah. funny. Cause I, I always have those butterflies at the starting line and, mm -hmm. and you you always feel like, what the hell am I doing? Like how, what brought me here? I'm not ready for this. These other people look like they're prepared. I'm not prepared. But yeah. but once you start moving, it's like that all fades away, and it's just your. Oh my gosh! It turns into like a meditative state of like run, drink, yeah. eat, run, drink. You know, like just like yeah. you're doing the things uh, to get yourself through it, and I, yeah, it, it's all it takes. Like, I guess that's the best part, right? Like when you actually the release of when the gun goes off is just it is the most amazing feeling when you've had, you know, whether it's been two weeks of training or nine months of training, like when the, when the race starts, there's nothing else you can do to prepare for it. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah. Like you're going like you, you don't need to worry about, did I pack that thing in that bag? It's like, you're, you're in it. And like, that's one of the like most amazing feelings. Uh, totally in, agree. 
in racing and in training is like that moment that you start running you're like okay we're just in it right now there's nothing else to do (laughs) when you're when you're in a race this is kind of off topic but and we're going way too long but when you're in a race uh how do you how do you strategize like for your for your mental state do you go eight station to eight station do you do mile by mile do you say every 10 miles when when you're your watch beeps. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I'm like an eight station person, but then I get shot in the foot when I'm at a race that has like 10 eight stations for a hundred miler and you're going 20 miles for between eight stations. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you work through that in your brain? Um, t- so you don't hit that bonk or that mental yeah. low point, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, like it is definitely the goal is always eight station to eight station and to think about nothing else but getting to that next eight station and to make sure you're you have to pace yourself for the distance uh so you can't go around okay it's like three and a half miles to the eight station all right let's go seven minute pace <laughs> like you can't i mean like that's i feel like that's probably obvious though but like you do have to compartmentalize it somehow i like breaking it down into kind of big chunks uh so like you know, like the halfway point, uh, just really putting it in my head, like going through like the mental gymnastics beforehand of, okay, it's all downhill from here. Like once you get to the halfway point, you're going to get depressed because you're only halfway, but it's all downhill from here. And like every step you take is one step closer to, uh, you know, finishing this thing. And, um, I have like, um, I have some mantras I say to myself and they're nothing, they're nothing crazy, but like just little things that I'll say to myself that will, um, you know, just help me stay focused. Uh, so, um, yeah, I try not to, I think the worst thing you can do in an ultra is think about how many miles you have left. Oh, totally. Until if you're in a hundred mile, until you get to that like 85 mile mark, then it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. then it's like the countdown, the watch beeps. You're like yeah. one, one more down. 14 more yeah, to go. And like, sure. I think yeah. the most, the most amazing feeling is hitting 90 miles in a hundred miler because yeah. you're basically Once you get to that point where you're like, I could literally walk this in yeah. and be fine. Yeah. As long as you're, you're like, yeah. yeah. As long as you're not chasing cutoffs or anything. And you're just at yeah. that point. That's like, Oh mm-hmm. man, I could just, I'm just going to cruise it in now. Like in, right. you know, you see three, two, one finish line, nothing better. It's a good feeling. I haven't felt that in a while because of stupid year that we've been having. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, if you had to choose one smartwatch as, that has GPS for in everything for a kid, for a kid, in oh. everything for a kid, wow. Um, I don't know, man. My my eight year old has a, uh, uh, a Gizmo gadget. <laughs> it's got LG in it, and, and he can actually call me from it and stuff. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Like, I guess it depends on the age of the kid and if he's in like into running then maybe like a coro's pace because it's really small yeah um it's pretty inexpensive so maybe one of these i sorry i can't help more uh i i'm a studying aircraft engineer but ended up uh as dop for or director of photography for a tv commercial film cool wow Uh, when in shooting in Cape Town for Glen Livet. <laughs> cool. Shoot, I got Whoa. I got AMS problems when we go to record in Table Mountain. That that I go run now. Oh, uh, this is the guy with the airy. <laughs> he he was giving me his oh. back, his backstory on uh, why he has the. Uh, he really has an airy. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let us let us borrow it. So we'll do a re- we'll do a review. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, hello from Indiana. You guys are great. Hello, Jeremy Y from Indiana. You're 
you're Ryan's neighbor. What's up, Jeremy? Uh, Austin S. It's I like I don't know who you are, <laughs> but you're from Indiana, so Austin S. It's two sure, a.m. Cool. here. I have to work, so I have to go soon. Thanks for joining, man. Appreciate it. We're gonna be wrapping up here soon because it's getting pretty late here. Uh, I'm afraid to cycle in Tippecanoe country, uh, especially in the last yeah. years. Crazy drivers. Yeah. That's where I'm from, Tippecanoe County. Oh, really? That's where Purdue University is. Wow. And yeah. Hey, man, I'm it's, I'm near Boston. Do you know what crazy drivers yeah. mean in this neck of town? <laughs> yeah. I actually tried. I was a mountain biker for a while, and then I tried road biking. And uh-huh. that, the car thing, nope. I actually sold. Mm-hmm. I bought a used bike. I uh, had it for like a month, and I was like, nope, mm-hmm. put it on Craigslist. See you later. Yeah. Too scary. It's just, yeah, certain, I guess there's probably certain areas that are a lot better um, to to cycle in, but for me, it was like, it was like, I mean, it just felt like, it felt like rolling the dice every time yeah. after a certain point. I feel like that certain area would be Europe. That's where you want to buy a bike. That's mm, when you're when yeah. you're in luck. <laughs> Uh, a place where people respected cyclists, I think it'd be... Yeah, for sure. It'd be great, yeah. I love biking. It's the best. I also do some running. Uh, good watch for biking. Do you have any comments on that, Ryan? Uh, yeah. Um, I think the the 945 would probably be great. 745. Um, I used to use the 910 XT Oof. back in the day. <laughs> It was like a big candy bar on your wrist. <laughs> Just dated yourself there. It was all chunky. That's fine. The, the, the chunky plastic thing that, that's on your wrist. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, hey man, that's how I did a bunch of. That's how I did a bunch of races. <laughs> Thanks for your insights. I appreciate it. Sharing your experience. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, favorite budget watch. Uh, we'll talk about that real quick. I'm gonna go Coros Pace Two right now. What is your favorite watch? Uh, budget watch, Ryan. Um, I would, I mean, I haven't used that one, but I know a bunch of people that have, I think it's the 245 or the 235, something like that. Um, that's a good running watch. I don't yeah. know if it has all the sports, um, but, uh, yeah, good running watch. Cool. All right. Uh, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank Ryan Clayton for joining me tonight. It's actually a lot of fun. I feel like we could have had this conversation yeah. just as a video call and had a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. really appreciate you taking the time. This was a pretty long call. I haven't done any, I, well, no, I think my longest live stream was like two hours, <laughs> but, uh, uh, nice. yeah, thanks man for joining. Uh, it's been a ton yeah. of fun again. Uh, Ryan's channel will be linked down below in the description along with the podcast, uh, version of this. You can, uh, subscribe and you'll hear that if you want to go for a run and listen to us jib jab for a while. Nice. Um, and with that, I want to thank everybody in the chat for joining us tonight. This was a ton of fun, and I've got more guests lined up uh, for future videos, so stay tuned for that. Hit the sub- subscribe button down be- below, and if you enjoyed this video, give us a thumbs up, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody.